You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week. A buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blake. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great one. You were safe and all that good stuff. And to kick off 2023 and the march toward episode 250 and our fifth birthday, we're tackling the Patreon poll winner from November. And you gotta believe... Now we're talking Parappa the Rapper. And I never played this one back in the 90s. I always wanted to. I remember seeing the commercials, the magazine ads. It was everywhere. And every time I go to rent a game, this was one of the ones I'd look for, but it was always gone. It was always rented. And now that I've finally played it, I get it. I get why. And and here's the tricky thing about the episode this week is admittedly I emulated it, which is not something I do very often. I've talked about that before. A lot of people have been like, hey, now you have a Steam Deck. You can emulate it and put every game ever made on it, stuff like that. I buy games from the source whenever humanly possible. Uh, but apparently everything I've read said the PS4 remaster of Parappa the Rapper is just flaming hot garbage. It's not really available anywhere else. So that's one of those instances where I'm like, I'm emulating. I don't feel that bad about it. And I don't know if it was the result of emulation on a 4K monitor or what, but the timing was fucked. And before you come at me and say, get good, which no question, I need to, it was wonky. Anyone that's emulated old games on modern hardware knows that the timing can get kind of screwy. 
Uh, they say Mike Tyson or Mr. Dream, I guess he is on the NES Classic, uh, is borderline unbeatable on modern screens because of the leg. I wouldn't know because I've never gotten to him in that fucking game. Uh, but the timing was a little weird. Uh, playing Parappa, uh, but it didn't stop me from enjoying the game a lot. And uh, the PG Barry, or is that what his name? PJ, PG, PJ. I think it's PJ Barry. The PJ Barry to my Parappa the rapper, my buddy Chris, who was my very first guest uh, in the history of Remember the Game, you may remember, is my first guest of the new year. And he was also technically my last guest of 2022 because we recorded this episode back in December, but whatever. Uh, and we had a great chat about a dog rapping about trying not to shit his pants on the show this week. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of somebody talking while trying not to shit his pants, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun and they're shorter than a playthrough of Parappa the Rapper. Barely. But they are there. They are shorter. So if you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road. Just try that before you like, if you want to leave me a bad review because the show sucks, you're right. Leave me a bad review. The show sucks. That's fine. But you're like people that leave me the fucking, you people that leave me bad reviews dunking on the infamous intro, and it's very few of you, your reviews are longer than my fucking intro. And it's like, I tell you every week, just skip. Quit your fucking... Anyways, whatever. Uh, if you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road. I suggest giving it a chance. We talk video games and all kinds of stuff. It's lots of fun. I do have to get my plugs out of the way because as you know, that's how we keep the bills on. I'll do that right now and then we'll get into the intro. We have merchandise. If you're looking for a new shirt to wear to the fancy new job, you're starting on the new year, new year, new me, all that crap. We have merch, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Rocking incredible art designed by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. You can find all of our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It's a great way to support the show. And of course, if you're like, I don't do clothes, I get it. You can always just support us on Patreon for two bucks a month you get two additional shows every single week you get exclusive access to both my gaming news show game patch every friday where i look at all the big news in modern video games and i add my opinions and some profanity and stuff in there and you also get expansion pass every thursday which is a different show each week we do game rankings we we look back at characters consoles franchises eras genres there's some comedy episodes there's a ton of modern game reviews over there this past week on expansion pass we actually talked about our favorite power-ups in gaming because video games are great but they're greater when you pick up that item or that ability that just lets you go god mode and fuck everything up it was a really fun positive episode to end 2022 on and as is becoming a tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass our favorite gaming power-ups no question the leaf is is as badass as it gets uh, like i don't even know do i have to explain the leaf Turns you into Raccoon Mario and, I guess, to a lesser extent, Raccoon Luigi. Uh, I'm a big fan. I remember getting that as a kid and, and being fucking blown away that Mario could fly. I am a big fan of the Leaf. I did not put it on my list of favorite power-ups, only because, in my humble opinion, the vastly superior Tanuki suit is also part of Super Mario Brothers 3. And, like, the Tanuki suit gives you all the same abilities as the Leaf. You could whip your tail into enemies, you could fly, but you could also turn into a badass Buddha statue that I never used. Did anyone... Like, I, the only time I'd ever used that statue was, like, once in a while, like, for kicks, because I thought Mario looked funny in it. But, uh, oh, dude. Plus, like, the little icon for the Tanuki suit, like, that little fucking... It looks like a stuffed animal bouncing around, and just... I'm a huge fan. 
that's now available on our archives. And this week for Expansion Pass 144, uh, it's a tradition not just here, but on literally every gaming podcast in the history of the world. It's predictions. It's a new year. We have to do predictions. I'm going to lock in some gaming predictions, read through a bunch of our Patreon's predictions, and a year from now, we'll look back and laugh at them. I actually went back and listened to last year's episode and got all my predictions out of it to let you know uh, how I did. I did <laughs> new Spoiler, I did not do very well. Uh, but that episode will be going live tomorrow. And just to give you a quick idea of some of the expansion, because I actually have the expansion passes pretty much planned out for the next month and a half, just so you know. Tomorrow it will be number 144, which will be predictions. The week after that will probably be 145, which will be our New Year's gaming resolutions. The week after that is one of the biggest episodes of the year every year. It's our third annual Blankies, the official game award show here at Remember the Game, where we look back at the past year and award game of the year, best console games of every year, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's probably the episode that takes me the longest to do each year because I, I record it like a skit. like it's, it's, it's like a comedy album in some way. Uh, I try to make it fun. That's a big episode, and you'll be able to vote on that. Voting will be going live by probably this time next week. You'll be able to. I'll post about it on social media. You'll be able. You don't have to be a Patreon to vote. You will have to be a Patreon to hear the winners. Uh, but you don't have to be a Patreon to vote. You can just go to rememberthegamepodcast.com to vote. Uh, the week after that will be up to our listeners, and then going into February, I'm going to be doing modern game reviews of God of War Ragnarok. I'll be reviewing uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. I'll probably be reviewing one of either Callisto Protocol or Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, whichever one I get through over the next few weeks. So lots of big episodes. I'm actually going to publish a complete list. Now that we're at like 170-some bonus episodes now, I'm going to publish a complete list of all of them at rememberthegamepodcast.com in the coming days. I'll make sure to tweet in everything about that when I do so you can see the list of episodes you'll be getting access to. Uh, but anyway, so again, two bucks. Get you two extra podcasts every week. Instant access to over 300 archived bonus podcasts waiting for you. Plus, you get the ability to uh, join our Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote on our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows. You can DM with me and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons. There's a lot because I haven't done one of these in about two weeks. We got Bean, Dominic Coating, Metalhead3, Zeno Sidezer, Sidezers, Zero, Tubby Tim, Ryan Calton, Matthew Freytag, Combs Goldwatch, Damian Torres, It's OG, Lord Diabetes01, Brenton Edelman, Tyler Bauer, Fallen Snow Kiku, Nuclear Pineapple, William Gerstensen, sorry, Will. Jeffrey Olson, Dill Pickle Rick, Todd Saucier, Casey DC. Oh, I get it. Casey DC, I get it. Skyer Olivares, Sebastian Diaz, Westicles, Brendan Lutmir. Boy, this is ugly. Damn, not your names. I'm, well, some of those names are ugly. I'm just bad at this. David Mattox, Aaron Yoakum, Matthew, that's fake. Steve Narl, Sargon. Ian Bruce, The Horn of the Unicorn, Aaron Hamblin, JVision719, Christopher Hart, Chris, that's also fake, and The Innocent Villager. There's no such thing. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. And don't forget, once again this year, 5% of our Patreon income uh, will be donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton at the end of the year as part of our fourth annual 24-hour fundraiser for Extra Life, which we'll be doing at the end of the year. We raised almost $23,000 Canadian last year, so fuck yeah. Shout out to all of you. Oh, and the prize draws for those 
Uh, we'll be going live in the next week or so as well. I just need some time to get them set up. I'll probably do them live on stream and then post the videos and stuff. So if you, uh, if you donated to my stream last year, uh, you'll be entered to win surprises. Those will be happening in the next week or so, all right? Finally, speaking of streaming, you can find me over on Twitch. If you're interested, twitch.tv slash memberthegame. I have no idea when I'm going to be on there, just whenever I feel like it. But you can combine and say hi, and I stream games and all that good stuff, all right? That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some more cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows all right he blows big time that's it honey get into the spirit let's blow our first blower this week is mercury 869 who wrote in and said hey adam so now that you're a pc master race initiate with which i'm not by the way fuck you uh with the steam deck are we going to get a steam or pc section on game patch have you seen or as you have seen steam sales are legit look steam sales are great and i do have a steam deck in case anyone's wondering i do really like it i'll probably review it on expansion pass i just need some time to play with it uh but no to answer your question i don't foresee myself adding a pc section or a steam sales pick to game patch I'm really not that invested in that ecosystem. The Steam Deck is rad, but like I'm I don't I'm not trying to like I don't want to pick a fight with PC Master Racers, but like I still hate PC gaming. I don't want a PC game. I don't want to do anything funky to my Steam Deck. I just want to buy games off. I'm mostly playing indie games. Like there's nothing on it that I'm playing that's exclusive to PC. And uh, the Steam store is just too big. I, I'm not sorting through that every week. You people that like Steam, you already know what you want more than I do. So uh no, just to be honest. Uh, I just feel like I'd be a fish very out of water. I don't see myself adding a PC section to Game Patch anytime soon. Steam Deck is fucking legit, though. This thing is... I'm looking at it right now. This thing is fucking tight. I'm very impressed with this thing. Uh, French Froggy wrote in and said, Hey, Adam. I Shouldn't it be bonjour, Adam? Anyway. Hey, Adam. I was finally able to get my hands on a PlayStation 5 at retail price. I'm sure you played the pre-installed game slash tech demo Astro's, Astro's Playroom, and I was wondering what you thought of it. Personally, I was agreeably surprised with the quality of this little platformer and even had a blast seeing again all those old PlayStation products, some of which I had forgotten even existed. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to be honest. Uh, and Some of you are going to probably like, yell at your stereos and your headphones and shit for this. I still have not played Astro's Playroom. I do have a PS5. I hear Astro's Playroom's great. I'm not I'm not like I didn't like I skipped it because I was like I hate Astro uh, or anything like that I just I forgot about it I got busy and I just haven't gotten back to it so uh if you if you are one of those people though that is just recently or is about to get your hands on a PS5 now that they're becoming more readily available uh I I can kind of tell you French Froggy is far from the first person to tell me that Astro's play Astro's playroom fucking slaps so and it's I think it's installed like it's free on your PS5 so just give it a chance like I didn't be, don't be me. Be better than me. Try Astro's Playroom. Uh, where was I here? Jean-Francois Misson wrote in and said, Hi, Adam. I need your advice on a good couch co-op game with my girlfriend. We played It Takes Two this year and we loved it. I have all the consoles that exist. Yeah, even the Sega Saturn. And we already did all the Mario, Rayman, Lego, and Telltale's games. No shooters. Thanks a bunch. Uh, my high, I can from like from the, like from the highest of perches. I recommend the uh, Overcooked games, particularly Overcooked Two. Just know that you and your your girlfriend. Uh, I hope you have a strong relationship. Overcooked will ruin a relationship <laughs> if uh, it will it will be a test. But it, it's for my money. Overcooked is as fun uh, as multiplayer gets, and it's super easy to learn. Anyone can play it. Uh, check it out. Over, particularly Overcooked Two. That's my recommendation. Uh, Laura Croft's hits 
wrote in and said, why do you finish every Remember the Game with Purple Monkey Dishwasher? I understand the Simpsons reference and what it means, but not in relation to your podcast. Help an old dude out. Truth be told, uh, Lara Croft's tits, there is no logic to it. It should, for, You know what? Okay, so like, okay, so to answer your question, because you understand the Simpsons reference, there's literally no logic. I just think it sounds funny, and I love the Simpsons, and I just started saying it, and it stuck. For all of you, because I get asked that quite often, why do I say Purple Monkey Dishwasher? There's a classic episode of the Simpsons where the teacher's association or union or whatever they're called uh go on strike and they're feuding with principal skinner and bart tries to stir up some shit and he goes to one of the teachers and whispers in his ear and says prince uh, skinner says the teachers are going to crack any second or something and then they play telephone with it like that teacher whispers it to another teacher whispers to another teacher whispers to another teacher and finally it gets to the front of the line and that teacher says skinner says the teachers will crack any minute purple monkey dishwasher and so somebody just added purple monkey dishwasher to it and i just like it so there is no logic. There's no logic to anything I do here. I just like the way it sounds. So I started saying it. Uh, JB Sharps wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I know you're not big into emulation, but have you messed around with any ROM hacks? They offer a nice change of pace from just replaying the same game over and over. Pokemon is a franchise that comes to mind, which has a very extensive ROM hack community. Usually these games are just difficulty boosted versions of the OG games, but some have their own standalone story. Hell, there's even a Gen 1 ROM hack where you play as a member of Team Rocket. It actually sounds pretty rad. Um, you know what? I, I gotta be honest. I get asked this a lot. I don't think... I don't think I've ever played a ROM hack. And I know, I know, I hear it. I hear some of you like, ah, rah, 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 rah. I get, I get recommended them all the time. Uh, some of them sound dope, particularly the Mario ones. Really all it comes down to is just like 99% of the games I play these days are for the podcast. Either they're a retro game that I'm trying to play to review on the podcast, or they're a modern game that I know I'm going to review on Expansion Pass. Like It's very rare that I just pick up something and play it for shits and giggles, other than if I'm going on stream and I want to play some No Mercy or some Mario Kart or something like that. And uh, the ROM thing is just like, there's two reasons. One, I don't, I'm not going to review a ROM hack on the show. And I'm like, it's, I, I don't have a lot of time to play games that I'm not going to cover on the podcast these days. And number two, they are ROMs. And that means I need to like install emulators and, and I fucking, I, I hate it. I fucking hate that stuff. The, in case you're wondering how I do play ROMs, like Parappa the Rapper, uh, I've hacked my mini consoles, my NES, my SNES, my Genesis, my PS1. And I did that like three years ago when I got them. And I don't even remember how it took me like two days of struggling through YouTube videos and shit to figure out how to do it. And I just, I fucking hate it. I just, like, I'm rubbing my eyes in frustration right now. I just hate dealing. That's why I haven't played Ninja Turtles Rescue Palooza. I'm sure it's very easy, and I would love to play it. But I'm like, ah, I gotta deal with it on my PC. I fucking hate playing games on my computer. I hate it. I fucking hate it. So that's the two reasons. I just don't really have a use for them on the show. I don't have a lot of time. I'm so behind that everything I'm playing right now is for the podcast. And uh, I don't want to play them on my PC. So that's really what it comes down to. So maybe someday, because I do keep hearing about them. Apparently some of these ROM hacks are really dope, but no, I've not played any as of yet. Uh, Dill Pickle Rick wrote in his, I keep wanting to say Dick Pickle Rick. I'm sorry. That's it. Just, I keep seeing it's still Pickle Rick. That should be Dick Pickle. Look anyway, uh, dear blank Adam, I was just thinking about what indie games I would love a sequel to the most. My top three would be Cuphead, Celeste, and Castle Crashers. Also, I'm waiting very impatiently for Silk Song, the sequel to Hollow Knight. Wondering what your top three would be. Ooh, my top three indie games that I want a sequel for. Now, I'm assuming that, again, that, that Silk Song doesn't count because we know that one's coming. Silk Song is like, if you haven't played Hollow Knight, by the way, play Hollow Knight. One of the best Metroidvanias ever. I cannot fucking wait for Silk Song. 
Uh, well, I guess I can because I have been, but I don't want to. I want Silk Song now. Every showcase from every company. I'm like, maybe Silk Song will be there. And then it never is. And my heart breaks a little bit more. Uh, so assuming that doesn't count, and it's got to be three indie games that haven't already had sequels announced to them. Uh, Slay the Spire would be one. Where the fuck is Slay the Spire 2? Shovel Knight would be another one. Where the fuck is my 16-bit sequel to Shovel Knight? Those are the two easy ones because those are the two best indie games ever made. Shovel Knight and Silks earned uh, Slay the Spire. As far as the third one, we already got a Rogue Legacy 2. We already got a Spelunky 2. I mean, Celeste would be cool. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with Into the Breach. Yeah, I think that'll be my number three. I want an Into the Breach 2. I know we just got like a massive content dump and that game fucking slaps, but I would love a, I would love a sequel, a straight up sequel to that. So I'll go with those. Shovel Knight, Slay the Spire, and Into the Breach, which are probably my three favorite indie games of all time. Those are the three I want sequels to. And goddamn Silk Song. Uh, Guy Incognito wrote in and said, Greeting, good men, or greetings, good men. Might I trouble you for a drink? Get out of here, Homa. Uh, was the, now, <laughs> anyone again, if you're not a Simpsons fan, none of that makes any sense. Uh, Guy Incognito says, Was the McHugh's running the show for the Majora's Mask episode a one-off thing? Not that I don't enjoy your presence on the show. I'm just curious if there are other games you won't cover on the podcast that other guests might get the opportunity to. Um, that's a loaded question, guy incognito. For any of you that don't know, I, I can't remember what number it was. It was around, it was this past summer. So it was something around episode 215. Um, it was the only episode in the 230 episodes we've done that I was not on the show at all. I was away on holidays and I figured I killed two birds with one stone and I had Mark and Bradley McHugh guest host the show for a week and they covered The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask because I fucking hate that game and I don't want to talk about it. But the thing is, is like everyone has said they enjoyed that show, but a lot of people have been giving me shit and being like, don't be a pussy, cover the games you hate. And it's like, I'll cover games I hate. It's the games that I can't force myself to play. And Majora's Mask is one of them. I just don't like it. And I don't, like, listen, I fucking, I've ripped some games a new ass on this show. But, like, I can't get far enough into Majora's Mask to cover it. And there are a few games that are like that. I don't, I don't, listen, for the record, I don't hate Suikoden 2 at all. I think it, I think it seems very cool. It's just too complex for me. And I don't like RPGs that much. And I'm just lost. I'm completely, I'll never be able to finish that game to talk about it on the show. So maybe that's one of them. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is on the list because I don't want to do fucking Kingdom... I, I mean, never say never. Um, there's no plans to do that again anytime soon. I just thought it'd be a fun one-off. Uh, but never say never. I, I'm, I just... I don't know. I guess my shitty answer to your question is I don't know if there's ever going to be another episode where I have other guests host the show for me to cover a game that I don't want to. Uh, I would say it's 50-50. And just go... I don't know. I, I guess that's... Uh, maybe. I know it's a shitty answer, but when I did that, I thought everybody would love that episode. Some people did, and a lot of people got mad at me for not covering Majora's Mask. I'm telling you, I'm just going to get this out there right now. Uh, like, some people have been on me and fucking on me and on me to cover games that I have said numerous times that I don't want to cover. Like, Kingdom Hearts is the one that comes to, head, to, to mind the most. So I just want to make sure I make this so everybody understands. Like... Suikoden 2 is not on the is on the no-fly list because I just don't get it. It's not that it's bad. It's just too complex for me. And I'll never... Same with Battle Ogre or Ogre Tactics or whatever the fuck it was. Battle Ogre, March for Black Queen or whatever. The Super Nintendo one. I tried to play that one for a couple months ago for the show and I was like, I'm just lost. I don't, I don't get it. 
I don't think it's bad. I just don't get it. Like, and the thing is, if I'm going to host a podcast and talk about it for 45 minutes, I need to be able to at least somewhat carry a conversation about it. And I can't get far enough into them to, to, I just don't get it. It's like, they're a different language to me. Kingdom Hearts is one that like, I don't really like RPGs that much. I love some old ones, but I'm not a big RPG guy. And I hate Disney games. I hate Disney. And so I'm like, for all of you that keep asking me to cover it, I'm just telling you, like, I'm not mad about it at all. Like, I, I appreciate the passion, but like, you're not going to like it. I'm all that's going to happen is I'm going to go Sonic Adventure 2 on it. And then you're all going to be mad at me like you were for Sonic Adventure 2. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to move on. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someday, but I'll be goddamned if Kingdom Hearts is ever getting an episode of my fucking show. That little weirdo with his key hanging out with Goofy and Donald doing drugs or stealing quarries or whatever the fuck it is they do. Not on my watch. Anyway, we got to keep moving here. Uh, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. And for the first time ever, we have two letter time, lecker, le rec, letter time letters. Pardon me. Zach Shepard wrote in and said, hey, Adam. Hey, Zach. And Skip Butter wrote in and said, after the Portal episode, it got me thinking about the games that are frequently suggested to you to play. Obviously, you get a ton of these all the time, so I'm wondering what are some of the most important factors in choosing to play one of these games? Um, So I guess I kind of just went on a rant about that with some of them, because like some of them I try, and I just can't get into. But yeah, dude, there's tons of games that people have been telling me to play. Like, I get, no joke, I probably get a dozen to 20 uh, recommendations a week. From P I just got an email today. I haven't wrote back yet. I don't reply to every email. I can't keep up. But like somebody emailed me today with like 15 games that they recommended, which by the way, thank you. And I get that every week. I get DMs and messages and people tell me to play this and play that. I can't, I can't like I put a cap on sponsoring episodes because we've got almost 20 in the, in the queue that people have paid for that. I still have to play to keep up with. In addition to all the Patreon poll winners, in addition to other games that I want to play, I can't. And I don't, it's, I think some people like I've talked about this before, but like, it's not like I sit around and play games for like 12 hours a day and I'm not getting mad. At, I don't want to sound like I'm getting mad at anybody. It's my first podcast back in two weeks. I'm just fired up. Um, I, I just like, I do, I have a comedy career, you know, I have other things I do. I only play two or three hours a day most days and I just don't have time to play everything. So if you've been asking me to play a game and I haven't, please don't think that I'm like, ah, your game sucks and I don't want to play it. I just have to, I can't play everything. So to answer your question about what, what the most impact important factor is getting me to choose to actually play one, uh, assuming that it doesn't like win a Patreon poll or something, uh, it just asked me one that like I look up and that's readily available that I'm really interested in. Like Sly Cooper was one people have been telling me to play it forever. And then I saw it on PS plus and decided to try it to see if the streaming thing worked on my PS five and it did. And then I just finished it. Cause I, I really, uh, really enjoyed it. Portal is one that I promised I would play at some point. I knew it was only three hours, which is a big factor too. If your game that you want me to play is 30 or 40 hours, I can almost assure you it's not going to happen because I can beat half a dozen short games in that time. Um, I guess really all it comes down to for the most part is, is it available to me? Do I have time to play it? Am I interested? You know, um, Metal Gear Solid 3 is one that you guys have been on me to play fucking forever. And like, I I promise you by the end of 2023, you'll have an episode on Metal Gear Solid 3. I promise you. Because uh, somebody sponsored an episode about it. But like, I personally am not that interested in playing it. I'm not that big a Metal Gear Solid fan. So that's why I haven't played it yet. Um, so I guess that answers to answer your question. It's got to be available to me. It's got to be something that fits in my schedule and it's got to be something that kind of stokes my fires and something that I'm interested in playing, you know? I'll just randomly pick up an old game and play it for the show once in a while. Um, but it's got to fit all those criteria, I guess, if that makes sense. So there really is no, there's no rhyme or reason. Why do you use Purple Monkey Dishwasher? I don't know. How do you choose what games you're going to play? I don't know. 
Why are you ever going to have another guest host on the show? I don't know. Do you know anything? I don't know. I don't know anything. The fact that this show has made it to 230 episodes and four and a half years of existence and has it folded or gotten me canceled or sued or something like that yet is fucking a miracle of modern science. So I don't question the logic. I just show up every day, yell into this microphone for half an hour and see what the fuck happens. Anyway, we got to move on. This has been a long intro. Thank you so much for all your submissions. Let's get into our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It's play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES Fund, only providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. This week, I went with three rhythm-based games that weren't Parappa, Guitar Hero, or Rock Band, because I knew they'd run away with the poll. Uh, I went with Bust a Groove, Space Channel 5, and Um Jammer Lammy. And 39% of you said you'd play Bust a Groove, remake Space Channel 5, and erase. Unjammer, um, jammer, lamby. Let me see what a few had to say here, then I'll tell you what the right answer was. I'm gonna go quick through these because we're, I know it's my show and I can say we're not running behind, but I feel like we're running behind. Uh, Byron, Brian, Brian, Brian Weber. I want to say Byron, but I think it's Brian. Brian Weber wrote in and said, I wanted to pick one at random, but following the rules, I would delete Um Jammer Lammy because my phone had to be told not to autocorrect all three words. Play Bust a Groove because I could be convinced to play that well high and remake Space Channel since I've never heard of it. I will say, yeah, typing out the words Um Jammer Lammy is a motherfuck. I, I can get behind that logic. I'm not erasing Um Jammer Lammy. You'll hear my order in a minute. But I can get behind that logic of getting sick of all the autocorrect. I totally get it. Kaiser Dragon said, play Busted Groove to burn off those festive foods. Remake Um Jammer Lammy with a metal update and erase Space Channel 5 because those be the rules. I respect that you respect the rules. Would Busted Groove burn off festive foods? I thought it was just you play it with the controller. Or do you have to get up and move her? No, I don't know. Whatever. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Phil. Wrote in and said, I haven't played any. So picking off the cover art, Busted Groove looks like it could use a, re a remake. Play Space Channel because you could always get the Dreamcast to go and erase Um Jammer Lammy because it looks a little dull. You're not the only one dunking on that box art either. G Money wrote in and said, play Space Channel because I'm a Sega fanboy. Remake Busted Groove. Name puns are always going to score points. And erase Um Jammer. Sounds bad. Box art is bad. Just bad. Both of you erasing art because it looks lame. And I will say, well, I'm interested in playing Um Jammer Lammy straight up. I'm, not, I'm just going to spoil it. That's the game I want to play of these is um jammer lammy uh it does by far the worst case art of the three that case art looks like something i designed it's terrible and uh spencer sat mary wrote in and said i would play space channel because i never have and i'd like to try it i'd remake um jammer because they could make the port quality better than that parappa remaster and erase bust a groove because i have followed games for 25 years and i haven't come across that one i feel like i would have heard about it if it was good i like that logic but i read it because i know it's going to trigger some people that are passionate bust a groove fans so I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it, though. But I just know it's going to piss some people off. Uh, I'm personally, I'm going to go with 14% of the vote, including Doug Dorn, who said, I'll play Jammer Lammy because my almost 40-year-old brain can't remember if it's good or not. I'll erase Bust a Move because I remember not enjoying it as much. And I'll remake Space Channel 5 because it's the only one here that deserves it. That's cold. Uh, I have the same order. I'm going to play I'm Jammer Lammy because I've just always wanted to. I always, just like I wanted to play Parappa as a kid, I've always wanted to play um, Jammer Lammy. I'm going to remake Space Channel 5, and I would just make sure it's on Dreamcast 2. So I'm remaking it as a launch title for the second Sega Dreamcast. And then I'm erasing Busted Groove because I think it's a fighting game. 
And I just suck so much balls at fighting game. My mouth is full. I'm so bad at them. So that's why. Uh, thanks, everyone that wrote in to play along this week, as always. Uh, before I get into what I played over my Christmas break and we start talking Parappa, I have to sneak in possibly a quick word from our sponsor. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see if anybody decided they wanted to sponsor the show this week. Anyway, uh, what have I been playing? I played a lot over the Christmas break, so get comfortable. I played Final Fantasy VII uh, Crisis Core, the new one. I always wanted to play it on PSP, but I never owned a PSP. So when this one got re-released, I finally got a chance to play it. I just finished it last night. Monday, January 2nd. Uh, I won't have a chance to review it on Expansion Pass until February, but my very quick thoughts are I started out thinking it was like, meh, and the more I got into it, the more I liked it, especially once the combat started getting tougher and the story started to pick up. I still think the story... I've always thought the story in Final Fantasy VII was too convoluted and wonky, and this doesn't really help it. There's a lot of shit in this game that I don't think needs to be there. Uh, but I really... By the end of the game, I just quite, I quite enjoyed it. So I'll, I'll review it more on the show in a few weeks. But uh, I'm done it. Quite liked it. I've also finally started playing 20XX, which going back to our letter time letter was one of those games people have been telling me to play forever. It's like a roguelike indie Mega Man clone. And uh, all of you that have been on me to play it were right. It is fucking stupendous. I love it. I've been playing it. It's the first game I played on my Steam Deck. And uh, I love it. It's awesome. I've also finally started playing Red Dead Redemption 2 for the first time on my Steam Deck. And before all of you were like, when are you going to review it? How awesome is it? That's a big ass game, and I play like I probably play. I've probably played about three hours of it, so I expect to be playing it all year. Uh, and a lot of the time with these big open world games, I I get 20, 30, 40 hours in, and then I'm like, ah, I've had my fill, and I just stop playing. So like, I've never beaten Skyrim. I've never beaten any. I only beat I beat Fallout Three actually. Um, but a lot of those big open world games, I end up getting bored and not finishing. Not that they're bad. I just Witcher Three was another one. I loved it. 
put like 40 hours into it and never finished it. So assuming I finish Red Dead 2 someday, I will review it on Expansion Pass. But just don't hold me to that. It'll depend on if I get to the end or not. But it's, it's pretty cool so far. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Mario Kart 8 with the hot dogs uh, because I like it. And I've actually, I did finally play Vampire Survivors. I played it on my phone a little bit because everyone kept talking about how good it is. Uh, it's good. I don't know if it's like the second coming of Jesus that some people are making it out to be. Uh, but it's fun. I, it's, a good, it's a good game to play while you poop. I quite like it. So there you go. That's what I played over the last two weeks. Let's get into Parappa the Rappa. I know that's why you're all here. I always give you a chance to sound off about the game we're talking about before my uh, guests and I hog the spotlight. So let's rip through these. Pat P wrote it and said, the demo of this game got everyone hooked and kick punch song stuck in their head for 25 years. The bathroom level is the best. I literally agree with all of that. I still have kick punch stuck in my head and the bathroom level is the best level in the game. I agree with all of that. Morgan or Sog wrote in and said, kick punch see uh, i love this game i have the most hilarious memories of playing it with my friends in high school maybe the massive amounts of ganja and mushrooms helped though 2d paper character weirdness and crappy but hilarious rhymes i have no idea how this game actually got made it is definitely one of the weirdest games to ever be made spectacularly weird for show I, I agree with all that too i was actually saying that i'm like dude whoever wrote this game is high as fuck when they wrote it but i like it uh x star 25 said i remember renting this alongside metal gear solid and resident evil 2 and i thought it sucked in hindsight it had some pretty tough company and i was pretty bad at rhythm games maybe i'll dust it off and try it again i don't think it sucks but it's not metal gear solid or, or resident evil 2 I'll, i will give you that no question uh and xeno side one said, this game will always have a special place in my heart. One Christmas, my brother and I found one of our Christmas presents hiding under my parents' bed. It was a PS1 package from Costco. It came with this and Crash Bandicoot. Christmas morning, we knew what we were getting, but we were still super excited after presents and everything. We spent all day playing that game, trying to master the timing. And the timing is so fucking hard. Ah, and we're going to talk about it right now. I'm going to explain why I suck at it, but why I still love this fucking game anyways. My buddy Chris gave me a call. We're going to talk Parappa the Parapper uh, right after I queue up some incredible tunes. I stumbled through that, but we made it. We made it to, like when you're having a bad run at Parappa the Rapper. I made it to the end. That's what fucking matters. Uh, when that music stops, Chris and I are going to talk Parappa the freaking Rapper, which originally released in North America on the PS1 on November 17th, 1997. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. My mama was a baby just because the rhythm is slow. That don't mean that you can't flow. In the rain or in the snow. In the rain or in the snow. Got the, got the funky flow. Got all right ladies and gentlemen first of all happy new year because assuming that my super professional actually my notepad here is just a whole bunch of i have uh okay so okay first of all my guest this week long time friend of the show you may remember him from such episodes like episode one of this show which fuck dude that was 230 episodes ago that's insane it's my buddy chris how's it going man yo blank professional gum flapper this game's not a napper it's about a puppy who's dapper this dope soundtrack's a slapper you diss this game i dump you in the crapper now let's talk parappa the rapper <laughs> how long <laughs> how long did that take you oh i had this cooking for a couple weeks now, so. <laughs> You're like Christmas Funny. morning. The boys are trying to open their gifts, and you're like, "I'm busy," and you're like trying to like write the raps. Here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was outstanding. <laughs> oh, well, last week was Portal of Mark McHugh. I have to bring something to the table. Touche, touche. We ended we ended 2022 on a high note, but I would say we're kicking 2023 off on a high note. What I was gonna say is, uh, my my notepad on my desk here is just I have one of those like 
rip a rip a page off everyday calendars and I use the backs of those pages. So I've got notes all over my desk. So I don't know how official this is, but my plan is to make this the first episode of 2023. And if you're hearing this on January 4th, it, it means it worked. Uh, so yeah, you're right. We do need to do that portal episode. People love that fucking game. Have you played portal? No, not really. It's, uh, it's pretty good. It's, I don't, is it better than Parappa the rapper? Mm, I don't know. It is. Uh, it won't be as charming, but it, you're correct. It is not, it is not as charming. Um, and it's so funny that you had that rat, that rat, that was fucking awesome. I like that. Um, <laughs> I love that you had that written because the minute Parappa the rapper showed up on the Patreon poll, didn't even win it. Hadn't won it yet. The minute it showed up on the poll in November, you were on me being like, yo, I would really like to help cover that. You've been on me to, to do this game for quite a while. Uh, oh, this, this game's the field game story of pretty much the generation. The yeah, feel good game story of the generation. Yeah, it kind of is. It's, it's funny because like, so I'm going to ask you because I didn't play it back in the day. I always wanted to. I remember the, dude, this game was marketed all over the place. Like, this is one of, quite frankly, when the PlayStation Classic released, this was one of the games that I think, along with a lot of other people, I was kind of disappointed it wasn't included. Like, it seems like one of the essential PS1 games for Apple. Well, like, you, you say the marketing, like, I remember commercials with old man's hip, oh, old man's, old man hip hopping, and, yeah, like, it was all over. Like, I remember seeing it on wrestling, I think, mostly the commercials. Yeah, yeah. it's, and like, and everything about it, it's not just. Like let's you know let's call let's let's be honest like Parappa the rapper is a fucking brilliant name, like whoever came up with that oh, yeah. deserves a promotion <laughs> because that is outstanding. Uh, there's something about like the art style that stands out. The idea that it's like a video game where you rap, you know, like I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say this was the first ever like rhythm based game because I have no idea if it was. And don't write in and tell me what the first rhythm based. I don't care. I don't, I just, I know I'm going to get it. People are going to be like, oh, well, the Atari FT or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but like, this is kind of like the predecessor to like, like, like Guitar Hero and Rock Band and stuff. In my yeah, opinion. I can't, I can't think of anything that came really before. Like there must've been some kind of music games maybe before, but not something like this. I don't think. No, I can't think of anything like this. And like, I never played it back in the, I always wanted to. I don't even know why. I tried to rent it a few times, and it was always gone when I went to rent games. And I just never bought it because I didn't know if I would like it because I didn't know exactly. I didn't know exactly what it was. Truth be told, I, I remember seeing the advertisement and being like, I like dogs. He looks like a cool dog. I like rap. That's, uh, that's, but like, I have no idea what the fuck this I didn't know what it was until I finally played it. So I'm assuming you played it back in, uh, in its heyday, back in the, 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 the 90s, as we, we old boomers call them. Yeah, after after no one supported the Saturn, I had to go to find something else to do. So <laughs> you, yeah, had there, get, you had to get it when I needed them the most. You had to get the Saturn dig. You had or the Saturn <laughs> plays in you fucking asshole. Uh, maybe if the Saturn had had Parappa the rapper, things would have gone differently. <laughs> maybe that was all they needed. Um, now I didn't play it until the last couple of weeks, and 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 like. And listen, I am because I know you love this game, and I like this game a lot. I, I mean, I have a couple of minor things, but like, I like it. It's gonna get a good score, and I and I to me, it, we the the thing that has to be addressed. Like, if you so if you've never played Parappa the Rapper by some chance, you control this dog, and he raps. Well, he doesn't rap. He kind of like raps with people, like a uh onion karate teacher and a chicken that teaches a cooking show. I know. Um, it's, it's, and basically it's like a rhythm based game where like the, the meter goes across the top and you have to time your button presses with that meter at the top. And that's basically all the, that's literally is all the game is. Now, the thing about it is like, I played it 
uh, I'll be honest, I played it emulated. I rarely play emulated games, but like I had heard the remastered version on the PS4 was not very good. Uh, the timing was all fucked up. So I, I emulated it. And I tried running it through my capture card. I tried running it without the capture card. I tried it on a couple of different monitors. I And I'm not dissing it because I know that this is just a product of the times. And part of the problem with playing old games on modern con or monitors and stuff is that sometimes there's lag and delay and input delay and stuff like that. That's why they say Mike Tyson can't be beaten in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on like the Switch because there's too much delay. I don't know if that's true because I've never gotten to Mike Tyson, but that's what they say. So anyway, um, I was really enjoying it, but I had a motherfuck of a time figuring out how yeah, to even, line up these button pushes. Even back in the day, I, I never could get the timing down really that great. I found it better when I ignored the prompts and just kind of pushed according to, in time with the music. But. Yeah, and that that seems to be the like everything I read online. So like it's got the little bar across the top, and it'll be like, you know, you know, circle, triangle, square, and and uh, the 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 character you're rapping with will will say the line, and their little head will go across the top of the screen, and it'll light up on the circle, the triangle, and the square, and then Parappa's head will go across the top, and you have to time the circle, triangle, square. But I do, and you know what? I did read that online as well that the the beat of the music doesn't line up with that bar across the top, and it seems to be the consensus is ignore, use the bar at the top to know what buttons to push, like in what order. But base yeah. your base your timing on the beat of the song. Yeah, exactly. You see the you see the buttons on top. You just push them in time with the beat, and then you then you yeah. You you so now even said that though, like uh, listen, I am not very mechan or musically inclined. I uh, I played the mean recorder back in elementary school, but other than that, uh, and the nose flute for one year, but. That's a nice flute boy. But uh, <laughs> I knew you'd fucking be there. But uh <laughs> I do get like I I I like I I I've played a little bit of the drums. I have a bit of a feeling for rhythm. And again, I think it's just the leg, but I I really struggled with figuring out. I was like, I know I'm pushing these buttons right to the so I almost had to I found that I almost had to push the buttons like a split second before the beat would want me to, but a split second after they lined up on that bar at the top. And uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'm not going to slam the game for it. I just like, I guess maybe that's why it hasn't been ported more. Like, yeah, like, I don't I know. I guess for a game like this, that's the one thing it has to get right is the rhythm and timing and all that stuff. And even on back in the day, like that's, they could get away with it for the first couple songs. By about level three, though, when you have the frogman there and yeah. like, you have to rattle off like 15 triangles. Yeah, that's the like one that kept sinking me. Hoops, like. Yeah, that was the one that kept sinking me is the part where he's like, all you have to do is be nice and friendly or whatever the fuck it is. And it's just like, bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. And it's like, I don't know. And then and then there's like this freestyling thing where they want you to push extra buttons in between the buttons. <laughs> and like, I'm not dissing it. I love this game. But I was like, I don't, I would love to see, I, I don't know, like, I want to say that I want more of these or I want a remake or, and I know there was a remake on the PS4, but everyone says it kind of sucks. Like I'd like to see the series continued, but I wonder if their concern now is like with all the different types of like monitors and TVs and everything that everyone's playing on, maybe they're concerned that like, it, cause let's like, let's be honest, dude. Like you said the timing wasn't exactly precise back in the nineties either. If they released this game exactly as is today, but the timing was off after games like guitar hero and rock band, this game would get destroyed. And I'm not dissing this game, but like you need to have that timing to be exact to make a game like this work today. Yeah. And like, cause I mean, a good soundtrack can only carry it so far. If it doesn't work, then you just have an expensive 
soundtrack. Totally. Exactly. And I wonder if that's maybe why we haven't gotten more of them. Because I'm like, dude, just, it's a great little game. I don't know. It seems like whenever music's involved, there's licensing too. Like, I mean, there's been no new Jet Set radios. They don't even port the old future one from xbox yeah this one's been dormant for a while so maybe they run into trouble with that too i don't know yeah i don't know either because uh, dude i was saying in our discord like i would love and apparently there is one that's kind of there i can't remember what it's called now someone in the discord i think stupid monkey tagged me in it but like i was saying man i wish they would like maybe not parappa the rapper but like bring like i would love a series like this that just went like south park levels uh or like high on life levels of like offensive <laughs> like, like, I think it'd be fucking hilarious. And then you could download extra songs and I don't know. Because, like, we don't get GarageBand or anything anymore either. I wonder if they're just worried about the rhythm. Maybe it's just a niche genre. I don't know. Um, but to me, this is the first one. And so you said you played it back in the day. Like, were you good? Um, I, I could end up finishing the game eventually here. Like, okay. it took some time to get it mastered. But after a couple weeks... Okay. You can fly through it pretty fast. Yeah, and now okay, because that's the first thing I uh, that's the next thing I wanted to bring up was like I, I knew so I I'll be listen, I'll be honest, especially during the holiday months, I look up how long the games are that go on the Patreon poll. I'm not putting no forty hour games on that poll during the Christmas season because I ain't got time. I ain't got time for that. So uh I looked this one up and it was like an hour and a half to beat. And I was like, Really? <laughs> and then I started playing it. It's only six levels. It's six six songs? Yeah, six, six songs. songs. Like this is the biggest strike for the game for me. I mean, like I know it's a '90s game, but even rip off '90s CDs gave you at least twelve. Yeah, no question. Like, and I again, I like it, but I agree with you. Like, if I had, like, if if I had, because I guarantee you, there are kids, there are people that that you know saved up all their money and bought this game because of the art style and like it was a great marketing campaign. It appealed to people, right? Like, it's known. Um. But yeah, like if I had gone and dropped, you know, 60 bucks or whatever the fuck it was in 1998, which was all my money on this game and then basically beat it in two days. I understand that maybe their thought process was go for high scores and replay it and stuff like that. But like you can only listen to those songs so many. They're great songs. I don't think there's a bad song in the game, but you can only listen to them so many times. And it's not the type of game where you can turn the sound off and just grind while you listen to like a CD. Like you kind of need the music on. Yeah, um, there's there's no replay either whatsoever. No, and like, and you're right. Like, even normal CDs had a dozen tracks. Like, if they had just gotten to like ten songs, like to me, that, there was more they could have done. Like, I mean, the like you say, the songs were brilliant. The premise, the story, and everything was well done. But it's just, just I wanted more. Yeah, like that was the big problem. Way more. It. Yeah, was that you wanted more? <laughs> On the note of the story. Dude, you sent me that comment. I saw that comment somewhere too. That this game, what did it say? It's like this game looks like something you'd hallucinate if you ate a pound of raw beef or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And like I so I turned the game on and uh it starts out there like at the movies. And Parappa the Rappa the dog is like best friends. He's in like a group of friends with this like I assume cat, like a blue cat, uh a teddy bear. And a sunflower. And he's, and he, <laughs> I know, and he's, and he's got it bad for this sunflower. Um, which kind of makes sense because dogs pee on flowers. <laughs> so I guess that, that makes sense. So he's like, they're at the movies and he's all, all into this sunflower. But then this fucking 
Duffman looking dog shows up. I don't know. This like jacked dog shows up and he's into the sunflower. And like the whole time there's this weird art style with almost like earthbound under vibes with the trippy backgrounds and everything. And I, I, I promise you, I was stone cold sober the whole time I played this game, but I didn't feel like it. Like this is the, this is a, uh, this is a weird fucking like, Oh, the characters are paper flat. Uh, they're wavy, kind of. They... Yeah, like, which I love. I love that art style. I think it's unique. It looks awesome. It almost looks like Paper Mario. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd love to see it cleaned up and cell shaded and totally. on, like, a ATV now. It's just it's just so weird that it's, like, a dog whose best friend is, like, a, a teddy bear that can't stop eating. And then a, <laughs> a, a, a Hey Arnold-looking cat and a sunflower. And then that fucking big jacked dog with the the car that's like joe chin yeah like yeah joe chin and the and his, and his fucking he pulls up in his car that's like eight blocks long and he's putting the moves on the flower but like i always i assumed that like parappa and the flower and the cat and the teddy bear are like children and that guy looks like he's in his 30s <laughs> like nothing about like nothing about this game like what a like it's just so odd to me that they like made this brilliant creative little game and then just put this weird i don't know it's fucking do you like the characters oh yeah i love it like that's probably one of my favorite parts of this game are the characters in the story like it's nothing crazy he's kind of just goes about his day-to-day life and and they hip-hop about it yeah i mean i i would argue against it not being crazy i think it's fucking insane but i uh <laughs> i do agree i do like the characters i uh i think my favorite is the stupid teddy bear guy I don't even know his <laughs> he's name. Always nibbling on something. Yeah, like just PJ all, Barry. Yeah, just always eating, and he's just clearly Parappa's wingman. Um, and what's so funny is that like Parappa gives off this vibe that like he's he's hard as fuck. You know, he's got the toque on and the baggy pants from the '90s, and he holds the mic like a rapper with his hand around the top. Which, by the way, for any aspiring comedians listening to this, don't hold the mic like that ever. Because every comedian that watches you fucking hates you. Hold the mic by the goddamn handle. Unless you're going to rap, then you can hold it up at the top. Um, but then even the people you rap with. like So like I thought the interesting little like part where they're at the movies was funky. And then it goes to the, so then it goes to the, 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 they go to the burger place and those bullies come in. Oh, that bully, that fucking big dumb bully. <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, he deserves I don't a think he even had a name. He just, he looked like something I drew with my left hand. Yeah. He comes in and just starts like. <laughs> and then Joe Chin shows up, like he's going to fight them, but then just won't stop talking. Just natters on. Yeah. yeah. So then Parappa is like, I need to be a hero or something. And of course he goes to his first, like, I got to believe. Dude, I remember when I told you I was going to start playing this and you text me, said you got to believe. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized like, oh, that's what he says. But then the first level you go to like a karate dojo to learn karate so you can stand up to these bullies. And the guy that's teaching you is an onion. It's a, and I was like, what the, what is this game? Like, what the fuck? I swear they were high when they wrote it. And then they were like, all right. I, I would almost be convinced that they wanted to make this like an adult game. And then they were like, we could sell way more copies if we make it for children instead. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Hey, like it, it straddles a line between what it wants to be almost f- too much for kids or just strictly for adults. And yeah, like, does it, does it work for you that way? Or would you no. rather they took one direction or the other? I mean, uh, admittedly, like now I wish it had been a little bit more adult. 
but like I get why it went the way it did. It almost, you know what it looked like you, if I didn't know this was a video game, you could convince me these were characters from like an adult swim cartoon. Kind of. Hey, yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to watch a cartoon based on this, I'd, I'd, I'd see it leaning more towards an adult one. Then. Yeah. Cause there's like, like a kid show. There's like a, a samurai guy who's an onion. He's even got the he's got the stink lines and everything. The uh, the, <laughs> the, the onion the onion samurai guy in the first level, <laughs> and he does have the stink lines. Look it up. He, he was inspired by Mr. Stinky. He is. And then there's like there's like a lizard that works at a flea market who is clearly under the influence of marijuana at all times, no question. There's like a chicken that does a cooking show. There's like a mean bear driving I she was a moose. Maybe she's a, oh yeah, like a moose. Uh, there's again, I still think that Joe Chin is like treading the line of going to prison because I don't think that flower's old enough for him to hit on. Um, there's a whole <laughs> level. The best level in the game is based on Parappa having to try not to shit his pants. Like, like <laughs> it is. If you've never played it, there's an entire. We'll get into it. We'll go through each level. But like, you could totally convince me it's Adult Swim cartoon or sh- show. But like to me, it does work. I-, I found the art style so charming. I don't know if I've ever seen another game that looks like this. Like not this bright and vibrant. No, and I mean like paper, place, yeah. like paper Mario maybe. But there's something about the way that they're all just made of paper. Like when they do like their kicks and punches and dances. Like I have the song from that first level stuck in my fucking head um but the way they turn and they're all made out of paper but they're so bright and colorful it's just like to me it's the type of game that you can't walk by and not stop and look at it yeah no it's i mean when you saw the commercials like it did grab me like i'm like holy crap like a hip-hop game with a yeah definitely and it's like like, whoever was on it yeah and when you think of the ps1 like to me the two main graphic styles on the ps1 are either the original polygonal like Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil, people made out of Lego bricks style art, or the Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Alundra 2.5D, that just look like Super Nintendo Genesis games on steroids, which I fucking love. This one's neither, but it yeah, works somehow, you know? Yeah, like I don't even know what you'd classify it as because it's not not 2D or, th- or 3D, really. Like it's... Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, it's it's a fucking weird looking game. Seven D, I don't know. Yeah, seven D. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wish that it like I say, I kinda wish that it just uh I don't know. I guess I just wish it played a little better. And it's not a dissing it. It's just it's it's unfortunately as we get older, uh some games are just gonna kinda get lost to history. And and in my opinion, this is one of those games where like unless you can track down the OG hardware with an original copy and played on a, I bet you if you played it on a CRT, like you said, it still isn't perfect, but dude, this game reviewed, like people love this game and there's no way it could have been unplayably bad or it would, it never would have got the reviews that it did. Um, I I just don't think there was anything else really out there yet. Like the only thing I could ever think of was dance, dance revolution might've been along by then, but that was, wasn't even in households really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, like I can't think of any other rhythm button music games. Yeah, but I mean, but that's the thing is like, despite the fact that like the timing's a little bit funky, and you wish it was longer for sure, or had like more game modes. um, Despite all of that, like it's still just a charming, it's just a charming game. And to me, like, can we agree that like at the end of the day, what makes the game is this the songs? Oh yeah, like like, the music. It was really well done. Yeah. And I want to, there's only six, so we can go through, it won't take long to go through each one of them, which I'd like to do. And we'll do that after potentially 
a quick word from our sponsor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Or maybe there wasn't a sponsor this week. I never know. I don't know how. I bet you there's. I don't know. I never know how it's going to work. So that's how you guys are going to get your sponsors from now on. Might so be just, a rap battle. You never know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Make sure. Maybe. Maybe that's. We just got off air and just had a rap battle and we fucking stuck it in there instead. Um, man, we get. Uh, well, no, because after you fucking dropped your. Uh, uh, you super dope fly girl lingo <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. Like, I can't beat that. I uh, I can't beat that. Um, so there's only there's only six songs, and I want and I want to go through these. Uh, to me, I still think. I'll be honest. I still think the first song, with the onion teaching you how to fight. I maybe it's because it's the one I've heard the most because I you you have to hear it every time you play the level. But um, I still think that might be. It's not my favorite, but I think it's the best song in the game. It seems to fit the the rhythm the well the best i would say like it's just kick punch it's all in the mind yeah like, it, pushing and, the buttons every blows so and the dude like seems like like whoever it is that does the voice of the onion like sounds like he can actually like he can rap yeah like it all works it's just and you're right like it's obviously you know easier because it's the first um uh the first song in the game but I really, and I even like, like the animation, like, again, he does, I'm not just saying it for the Simpsons drop, but like, he does have the stink lines over him and he, <laughs> and he looks funny and he's got all those little baby onions behind all him. All those little onion pupils. Yeah. All there. <laughs> like doing what he does behind him. But I'll tell you the first couple of times I played the game and I'm trying to figure out the timing. And, uh, if you've never played it, it's got this thing on the screen. So at the top, it shows you when you need to push the buttons. And then at the bottom, it shows your score and it shows like your ranking of like cool, good, bad, or awful. And as you do well or worse, your ranking goes up or down. And I'm like, I'm trying to do what this fucking onion guy is telling me to do. And I guess my timing is off and I'm just falling to bad to awful. And then he's like, we got to do it again. We got to do it again. We got to do it again. And I was like, it's a good thing. I like this song because you, especially when you're learning the game, you need to listen to that song over and over and over and over. And you can't skip it and you can't not listen to it. Do you know what I, it, and it like, oh, it's a good thing it's good because otherwise I'd be like, I'm done. I can't take this anymore. Cause you, you just, oh, fuck. 
it feels so arbitrary sometimes too though where you're just like okay i think i rattle off six buttons i'm good no it drops you to bad and like oh come on like yeah because it also does that thing which i didn't know until i looked up the manual for it um if you nail the the button pushes you hear like a record scratch but when you screw them up you hear like any kind of other sound like a bong or whatever <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> and like i'm so sure like he goes like uh you know like like uh kick punch dodge or whatever so then i'm like kick punch dodge and then it and i was like what the <laughs> fuck what are you talking about and, and he's like turn turn duck and i'm like turn turn duck and i was like i'll fucking rant you it's <laughs> like i know i hit it right this is bullshit um but then at the same time though like i'd get mad and i'd take a second and then i'd be like all right well at least i'll listen to the like this song is good this is why like for my money the second song where the the moose yeah the the moose is teaching it so the second and like and the best part of the game is that after every song you get to watch these like little like cutscenes. like a cartoon pretty much yeah and so like the first one they come out of the movie and the bullies want to beat him up at the burger place and you need to learn how karate to fight back and then the second one you want to go to the beach i think and nobody can drive and then that joe chin dog pulls up in this fucking car that is like literally like eight blocks long and he brings the That's two total girls. total penis car, too. Totally it is. Yeah, it is. It is. You're, it totally is. And then he sits up at the front with the two girls, and you and the uh, the the teddy bear that's always eating have to sit in the back, and he's, like, getting ice cream all over you. He's just the worst. Um, <laughs> the book sauce is blowing all over them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing gets chocolate out, see? And you're, like, sitting <laughs> at the very back of the car. So then Parappa's like, I need to get my license so that I can drive the sunflower girl around. So then the second level is you're you're driving with this, like, moose instructor. And um, I actually think the, the, the voice actress that does her voice is a half-decent vocalist as well. I just – I hate that song. And I found that level – so infuriating because I just found like there was no method to the madness. Um, not really. Not compared to the first one, but it's kind of cool how they always base the songs around your task where it's just like turn and hit the brake and. Yeah, yeah. Like the, turn and check kinda, the signal to the, the left. Or, yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what pissed me off on that one, though, was like I thought I was doing well and then I dropped to bad. I think if you ended bad or awful, then you have to do the level again. And yeah. uh, I think that's what it was. And I and I fell to bad uh like right before I ended that level. And then she's like, Do you know why I told you to stop? And then Parappa's like, Do you do I know why you told me to stop? And then she's like, Cause you have to do it again. And I was like, You <laughs> bitch. I was like, I'm so sure I did that right. Uh but I found that one like to me that maybe is among the biggest difficulty spikes in the game outside of when they suddenly start going like XXXXX. Um, because like when you're playing as the onion, there's only like one or two button pushes per level, like per screen. Yeah. Per line. Yeah. But then like with her, like it's, they clearly expect you to have to play it over and over again. And like, for, as far as I'm concerned to get the, like the higher rankings in this game, you need to know these songs. Yeah. Like you can't just, uh, bank on your reflex time. Like you need to know the beats because she'll be like, um, she'll say something, uh, like step on the gas. And then like before her head is even off the end of the screen, Parappa's thing is started. Like you're supposed to shadow her. Uh, yeah. Like, and it doesn't give you much notice when your bar starts. Like he's, his head pretty much starts on the first button press. Yeah. Which uh, like, 
I'm there's I, no lead in or no. And like, I, I like, I don't know if that's because it was the first game they'd made like this, or if that was because they were like, if we do it like that, people won't be able to beat it the first time they play it. You almost need to know it's coming in advance to be ready to push. Yeah. Buttons. Um, so I don't know. Like I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like that level as much. Did you, is there, do you got anything to add? I didn't care for that level. Not really. I think, I think it was a nice continuation of the first one, but yeah. And then, so then he fucking gets his license and then he takes his dad's car and then he's like, <laughs> he's like driving. And this is where this game seems like it's on drugs. Cause he's like, he's driving them somewhere, but then he's daydreaming about like making out with the flower. And then he crashes into like a semi truck. And then the, and then the, like the, then his dad's like, Oh no, I still had five years of payments left. Oh no. His dad reminds me of Gil. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So then he has to go out and get a job to make money to pay off his dad's car. And I'm like, how much money is this kid going to make? Did he just go buy his dad a new car? But so then he goes he to does, like, what's... he doesn't go to work at a burger place. He doesn't go to work at a record store. He goes to work at a flea market. Yeah. With he, a red frog. Yeah. It's like, he's like for any of you that have ever been to like, um, like Venice beach down in LA, like you're walking along and there's like all these like street. I'm sure there's lots of other beaches like that. I just haven't been to very many beaches. I live in Northern Alberta, but there's just like vendors everywhere, like street vendors. And that's what this frog is like. Like he just picks up anything he can find in the trash and he just sits at the beach and gets high and sells these fucking whatever it is. He's got, uh, I, I, I'll be honest. Like I, you said you love, I fucking hate that level. You like that? Oh, this is on. It was a hard level to play because the button presses start getting crazy, but the song was hilarious. The song is funny, yeah. Um, but it just gets going like like there's like parts in that song where like the the frog is like, all you have to do is be nice and friendly, but it's like XXXXX, XX, and you like if you miss one, I feel like you're just like you're just mashing the button and hoping you get it right. And there's and the rhythm changes so much too, like where it's like triangle, triangle, gap, then eight triangles, gap, four triangles, gap, yeah, triangle. Uh, it's it's bizarre yeah i i again not to complain but to me like that to me the first two levels like the first level is just teaching you how to play the second level it's teaching you that like sometimes you're gonna have no time to react you better be ready but that third level to me that's the level where it starts to be like the that's where the timing issues really start to to mess with you yeah like that was the one where i got stuck forever i could not beat that fucking level on normal on easy i could but on easy you can't play the other three levels and oh, uh really no it I stops played it on easy before then yeah it stops on the third level huh. and so on normal like and again i'm not dissing it i don't know if it's the the modern like the the emulation or what but like i had a lot of that level fucked me forever and like you're right like the frog seems like a very entertaining guy he seems like a nice guy considering he's down at the beach trying to get this kid to help him earn drug money <laughs> selling bottle caps and... yeah exactly yeah um so then what oh after oh so then after that they're like oh it's the uh uh whose birthday flowers birthday the flowers birthday so then they all have like jobs they have to do and parappa's job is to get her a cake and so he goes and buys a cake but then he runs into that fucking joe chin guy who has like <laughs> a, has like a 50 story cake or something <laughs> He's going on how every level is a symbol of their love or something like that. Yeah, and it's 50 stories or something. And I was like, (laughs) you cannot convince me these people weren't high when they wrote this fucking game. There's no way. So then Parappa decides to, like, bake his own cake. And uh, so I love this level because he's, like, cooking alongside that chicken who's got, like, 
I actually found that to be a pretty catchy song. She's like, crack the egg and put it in the bowl. Like that kind of stuff. Like, I like that. But like, then, do you remember the commercials for the game back in the day? Like, I think that was a song I saw the most. No, I don't during remember. Commercials. Like, there was an old man. He's like, crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Oh, and yeah. Just having the time of his life. I do remember that. Yes. I Truth be told, like, I remember the ads, but I remember the ads for Om Jammer Lammy more than Parappa the Rappa. I don't know why. I just have them stuck in my head more, but I do remember that. Yes. The crack, crack, crack. Yes. Uh, what's fucking hilarious about that one is they're baking a cake with seafood in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the, like the first half of this cake is like eggs and flour and you know, the normal stuff. And then all of a sudden they're like, put shrimp all over the place, put the prawns on top or whatever the fuck. It, and I was like, what the fuck? So you're, foreshadowing for the next level anyway no question no question but imagine chris if you were just explaining this game to like your dad you and your dad were sitting around having a drink and he's like so son what have you been playing these days and you're like oh i'm actually playing this game right now where this dog is hitting on a flower but another dog comes along and hits on the flower more and has a 50 story cake so to compete with them i made my own cake with lobster and shrimp in it <laughs> And your dad would be like, I see. I have no son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, who the fuck wrote this? So you bake this seafood cake. It's fun that you wrap along with the cooking show. It's fine. But then after that comes the best, the the funniest level of the game. They they go to the, like, a picnic for the, the flower's birthday. And Parappa eats his whole, like, he eats the cake. Uh, and then he fights the urge to shit his pants. Meanwhile, Joe Chin's running around trying not to spill his cake all over the place. Yes. So tough. Yes. And it literally <laughs> and literally that's what it is. Is Parappa eats his cake and then he's like, Oh my god, I really have to go to the bathroom. And what's really fucked up is then you're driving the flower home and Parappa's like, I'm not gonna make it. So you stop at a gas station and and like this <laughs> Then you rap against all the teachers to decide who gets to go to the bathroom first because it turns out every one of your former teachers is also waiting in line to use this bathroom. And what's even more <laughs> fucked up, what's even more fucked up is the flower finds you more attractive. Oh, she's just, she's just eating it up. Yeah. yeah. She's like, he looks so manly now. And Parappa's like blue. And he's like, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> And I was playing, and then after he goes to the bathroom, he comes back to the car and he's back to being chill, Parappa. And she's like, "Oh, he doesn't seem so hot anymore." And it was like, "What the, what the fuck is this?" So the flower only thinks you're attractive when you're trying not to mess your pants. Oh my god! And then the idea that like, <laughs> the idea that the whole level is just one by one, each of your four teachers, the onion. The moose driving instructor, the the pothead lizard, and the the cooking chicken are all waiting in line to use this bathroom, and you have rap battles to decide who can use the bathroom first. But all you do is repeat what they say. You don't even come up with your own rap. You <laughs> literally all struggling not to shit themselves, and they're all struggling not visibly. to shit their pants. <laughs> and, then, and then at the end they're all like all right go ahead but the best part, the best part is that when you get to the front of the line and the bathroom's been open the whole time and nobody went in because they were all standing outside rapping about trying not to shit their pants that's i was like <laughs> i was so excited to talk about this this song on the show because i was like what the fuck this game and this is where it's an adult swim cartoon 
this episode took a weird this 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 song took a weird fucking turn, man. Oh and then, my god. The only strike I'll give is it didn't feel like a bit of a filler level. I wish they would have had a few other different characters they could have battled in the meantime, but totally. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Oh. Like, especially because they all come back for the last level. Yeah. Like, you're right. I, I'll hundred percent agree with that. Like, you could have got like a fifth character. And then like, yeah. I don't know, like what character would also be waiting to like like I'm actually it would have been funny to watch him battle Joe Chin to shit first. <laughs> yeah, yes. That would have been sick. Or like, yes, actually, no, I like that. I I was gonna I, I had nothing better. That's actually better than anything I could come up with. Yes. Agreed. Like it's just It's kinda of funny after after all that you don't even yeah, and Joe doesn't even really factor into the game at all. He's kinda of just the background pain in the ass, really, that like I mean, yeah. Like I mean, like let's be honest, right? Like the story is only there to give you a reason to go from song to song. But yeah, you're right. Like this Joe Chin guy just kind of suddenly disappears, um, and now suddenly like Sonny's into you because you you're trying not to shit your pants. Um, and then and then like it wraps up with like you getting invited to like this big concert, uh, or whatever the fuck it is, like a club. Um, and then Parappa gets on stage and raps like with all of his old teachers and that teddy bear guy is like a DJ, which I fucking love. I love that teddy bear guy. Um, <laughs> and then what's the name of the last character? He's like, is he like a spider? I think so. Yeah. Like the big, like rich or like not rich, but like there's like this big rapping guy who's like on the last level and you just get He's on like stage. the producer of the show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you just go on stage and rap with him and all of your old teachers and at the end, you like tell the girl that like she's in, you're into her. And then I don't even think like unless I missed it, like they don't even like they don't even hook up at the end. Like he just tells her no, she that, likes him, and that's it. There's no ending at all. That's gonna. <laughs> what the hell was that? Like like what the like this poor kid like went out and learned karate, got a driver's license, got a job to buy his dad a new car, and ate an entire seafood cake without crapping his pants to try to impress this girl. And then at the end, you don't even get to like see them like kiss or like hold hands or anything like this is really not anything to the ending i think it's more or less you just leave and that's it that fucking yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the end i yeah like and again it's not that like oh this story is so good it's just that was the ending is that you tell her she's like like imagine if goofy movie had ended where max sings the power line song and then he reaches out for Roxanne and then the song gets cut off. And like, you know that she, she knows that he likes her now, but then that's the end of the movie. That's what, like, I know that's a poll, but I know a lot of people listening get that reference too. Like, that's the end. I, I don't know. And then that's it. And then you just like, there's the credits and then you just start from scratch and you go from like high scores and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, man. It's a cute little game. I, I do agree though. Like, I love the characters. I love the music. I love the art style. I, I just... Even if you, I'm, I'm not even going to judge the timing because I haven't played it on its native hardware to know how it works. Um, to me, you're right. Like the big fault is that there's just, it feels like you're just getting started and then it's over. Yeah. Like today it's a like it for what it is instead of a hate it for what it isn't kind of game, I guess. Totally. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. I got to play, uh, I got to play the set. Have you played the second one? No, I never have. I played Unjammer Lammy, but I never played Prophezu. Is, is Unjammer Lammy like, like tied in. Oh, I'm just looking at the box cover and there, there's the cat. So it must be. Kind yeah. Of like she's in. the, she's in the best. She's in Jammy's band or Lammy's band, I think, or something like that. Okay. I like, I remember those commercials even more than Parappa the rapper. Um, I got to play the second one at some point though. Uh, yeah, I got to try. Yeah, it. I never played the second one. I'm kind of surprised. I, Cause it came off for PlayStation two, I think. Right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, 
And I read a lot about it because, like, I was really trying to find something about the timing. I was like, do I just suck? And a lot of people said, like, no, it is it is a hard game. And uh, a lot of people were saying, yeah, the timing was a little weird. But then it got re-released on PSP, and that version just got panned. And then yeah. it got remastered on PS4, and that version got panned even harder. Um, And that's too bad because, like, I... I agree with you, dude. And you're right. Like Jet Set Radio is the same thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the funky music or or what, but like now I've played both Jet Set Radio and Parappa the Rappa. And I'm like, dude, they, like I would love, like these should be like once a generation franchises. Cause like, I think there's going to be something else they could do with Parappa. Like he's, he's got the charm to, to carry a game. I just don't know what else you'd put him in. Yeah. I don't know either. Like, was he in. I'm just looking like what video game? He's in the PlayStation that? fighting game. I remember. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. It says here that he was in, uh, oh, Parappa appears as a playable character in PlayStation all-stars battle Royale. His quick and agile play style revolves around using his karate taught to him by chop, chop master onion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, so he hasn't been in anything since then other than he made an appearance in Astro's playroom. Um, like he's like, dude, you look at him. I'm just looking at like, how is that not a character? I'll be honest. If you know what, if you gave me the pencil, if I decided to spend my tens of dollars on buying the rights to Parappa the Rapper, I would give him the Conquer treatment, <laughs> and like take him from like the cute and cuddly character to like drop him into something. Put him in eight mile. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking like let's just let him go. Like shut the fuck up. You're an onion. And like he goes and like visits Joe Chin in jail because Joe Chin's been arrested for hanging out by schools. And he like fucking lights him <laughs> up too for be- like, it just feels like you could do something else with this character. Like he's such a yeah. Like, like you I could go know. in either direction. You can make a kids game. You can make a a more grown up game. Like, I, yeah. And it feels there's like be something you could do with him. Like yeah. Put a 12, 12 track game out for forty bucks or something. Totally. Yeah. Add tracks and so you could on. totally, dude. You could release a Parappa the Rapper three or something now, and then DLC the shit out of that game. And if it yeah. worked, people would buy the DLC. Uh, like, and just add more songs or more characters. Yeah, we just ruined Parappa the Rapper now. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see <laughs> EA get their hands on Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, no, I don't know, man. Cool game. I like. I really like games. Um, what's the one I just I played one not long ago? Sly Cooper. There's a boss fight in Sly Cooper where the entire boss fight is based around timing button pushes, like a quick time event, but also in like a bit of a rhythm as well. And, uh, and I loved it and I, I really enjoy those types of games and there's not a ton of them. Like, I know it's become a little bit more common. There's like the, um, like into the crypts, those crypt necromancer games or whatever the fuck they're called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. There's just like a couple of rhythm based games, but I'm like, there's a place for this guy. Like, w- like this is just one of those franchise. Like I'll put this guy on the same list as Sly. Now I'm like, where the fuck is Sly Cooper? And where the fuck is Parappa the Rapper? And where the fuck is Spyro the Dragon? And where the fuck are Jack and Daxter? What the hell? Like, I understand that PlayStation's become all about their fucking third person, you know, last of us, uncharted days, gone's God of wars that narrative. But I'm like, there's a market for these games. Why aren't you doing something with them? You've got your Crash Bandicoot Serena Battler coming. Just enjoy that. Yeah, shut your fucking mouth. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I really enjoyed this game. Like I, admittedly, I was a little shocked that it ran away with the Patreon poll like it did. But then when I played it, I was like, especially if you grew up playing this game, 
I could see being all about it. I played it in 2022 and it barely worked and I enjoyed it. I can't imagine how much fun it was back in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> like, just a just a, a, a brilliant little game. I don't know what kind of music we use because I don't know if I'm allowed to use the music from it. But hopefully I can because I probably tried anyways. Um, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't work, it'll just be wham. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, have you got anything else to say? I'm like, dude, this episode, there's like, I watched a full playthrough of the game shortly before we recorded just to make sure I didn't miss anything. And that playthrough was 38 minutes long and we're at 44 minutes. So we've officially gone longer than the game we're covering. Yeah, we could have played it twice by now almost. Yeah, absolutely. Although we probably both would have gotten stuck on the fucking flea market level. <laughs> uh, is there anything else? Like, did we miss anything? It's a pretty good game. Uh. I don't think so. Now that we covered pretty much everything, I just I need more and I need yeah. more now, kind of. But other than that, it's, it's good memory anyway. Yeah, charming game. Okay, how the fuck are we gonna score this thing? Like, do we score it out of six because there's six levels? Well, how many times did you have to believe in the game? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I have to believe. Uh, <laughs> I fucking I gotta be honest too. Unpopular opinion. I hated that. I fucking hated oh, I that. that. I'm like, you're supposed to be this like you badass gangster. Points. He's supposed to be like a cool gangster. And then he's like, I gotta believe. I'm like, if he dude. didn't believe, he would have had shit everywhere, so. Well, but you know what? He fucking, yeah, maybe you're right. You know what? <laughs> Actually, that would have been funnier if he was standing outside of the the gas station just like, I gotta believe that I can hold this. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do it out of six. I like that. There's six levels. That's what this game gets. So, Chris, the floor is yours. Out of six, what would you score per rap of the rapper? Well, that's hard because four is not enough and five. Oh, and you can go dec go decimal points. Yeah, much. go decimal it up. Okay, I'm gonna give it four and a half. All right. Uh, just, it's too short to be a perfect game, and yeah, that's uh, you know what I was gonna go there too. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna go four, with with the footnote of if I ever play it on native hardware on an old school TV and like the timing, I'll upgrade it to a five. Because like I really like what the game's trying to do. It's just really unfortunate that this is one of those games that I feel is just going to be lost to time. Unless you're like a hardcore collector. Or you want to watch a 35-minute playthrough online somewhere. Like between, between Parappa, Parappa 2 and, and Jammer Lammy, you could probably have them both done in half a day. If you yeah, to. totally. Just, there's just not a whole lot there to... Yeah, totally. To that said, if I ever did decide I wanted to collect some PS1 games, uh, without question, this would be... I. This is a... I, I will go as far as to say that like maybe it's not Final Fantasy 7 or Metal Gear Solid but like this is for my money a top I would argue that this is a top 10 PlayStation 1 game as far as like when you think of PlayStation you think of this game oh yeah like it's like, part of PlayStation history right no no question like you know when you think of like the NES you think of like Mario and Zelda and Metroid and Contra like Parappa the Rapper is that to the PS1 like it is right there agreed it's like there with Crash and all them uh no well and I guess one last thing too take a look at the box art between the US and Japan all right I'll bring it up I right think now. US like it's just him on the cover and the Japanese one looks like a psychedelic like the rest of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like our box art sucks. <laughs> like no offense, because I like the kid, but like the our box, the American box art looks like it was drawn in Microsoft Paint. They caught him in his I got a belief pose, and that was about it. Yeah, and just bland, bland yellow background. Whereas yeah, like the U, the fucking Japanese one, that's incredible. Like ah, 
Man, we get fucked over here all the time. But we can't have nice things, yeah. Uh, everybody hates us over here. <laughs> um, good stuff, dude. What a fun little game. I'm 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 glad this game got this was one of those titles that I knew I'd never played, but I was like, it has to get an episode someday. Cause it's just everybody, everyone that's listening to the show knows Parappa the Rapper. Maybe he didn't play it, but people remember Parappa the Rapper. He was part of he's part of 90s lore at this point. So I'm glad I finally get what all the hype is about. And I want that teddy bear to get a spin-off. <laughs> like a GTA style game, no question. Uh buddy, that was it. So as you and I are recording this, it's actually December 30th. But people are hearing it in 2023. So assuming the world didn't end at midnight on New Year's Eve. Oh, shout out to anyone that gets that very obscure reference. Uh Ghostbusters 2, by the way. Uh assuming the world <laughs> didn't end on New Year's Eve at midnight. Uh happy new year, buddy. Yeah, and, happy new year, man. And uh thank you for doing this. I appreciate it, man. Every single day stress comes in every way. I ain't got no time for nobody. My style is rich, dope, fat, and witch. We'll make a cake today that looks rich. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. M-I-X the flower into the bowl. F-I-X the flower into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. M-I-X the flower into the bowl. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Chris, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Parappa the Rapper and to every single one of you nerds listening to this right now. Whether this was your first episode, your 230th, maybe it was like a New Year's resolution to try new podcasts and your phone screwed up and downloaded mine by instead of one of the good ones by mistake, whatever. If for whatever reason my words are making sweet love to your brain right now, thank you so much for giving us a chance. I very, very much appreciate it. If you didn't hate the show, leave us a nice review, would you? We get a lot of nice... We get, a, we get the odd bad review, but we get like... I think we have a 4.9 rating on Spotify and on Apple. Like we get lots of good reviews and I don't know what they accomplish, but if all the other podcasts are going to ask for them, then I'm going to be like the cool kids and ask for them as well. I'd appreciate it. And if you want more of these, <laughs> I got you fam. There are hundreds of bonus podcasts waiting for you instantly. A second you sign up, download them and go all ad free over at patreon.com slash remember the game. Membership start at two bucks a month. There's a $5 a month Patreon that comes with three additional shows a week. There's also other tiers where you can watch the podcast recorded live each week, hang out with me, you get some merchandise, discount codes, all kinds of badass stuff. Money gets donated to the Stollery from it every month. It's great. It's just the greatest deal in the history of the universe. Patreon.com slash remember the game. I will be posting a full list of every episode of experience expansion pass now that we have so many of them uh on our website by this weekend it's on my list of stuff to do so i'll get it up there so you'll be able to find it over there and on that note don't forget keep an eye on my social media both twitter and instagram at member the game the voting for the third annual blankies our game awards will be starting in the coming days it's free you don't even have to sign up for anything you just log in bada bing bada boom or you just go to the webpage. i mean you don't log in you go to the site bada bing bada boom place your vote you're done and we'll decide what the game of the year and all those other uh fun things were as well and uh, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else to tell you guys. I'm on Twitch. If you want to come by there, twitch.tv slash member the game. Uh, no real schedule, just whenever time allows it. So, all right, that's good enough. I'm going to sign this thing off, shout out some Patreons and get out of here. I will be back tomorrow for Expansion Pass 144. We'll be making our predictions for gaming in 2023. I'll be back on Friday with Game Patch 121.0, looking at all the biggest news in gaming over the last week. And I'll be back a week from right now with Remember the Game 231. And I'm not 100% sure what game it's going to be about, but I think 
It's going to be about a uh, little-known Sega Genesis gem called Haunting, starring Poltergeist, which is fucking charming as shit. I've been playing it a little bit. It's a really, really fun game. So I think that's what we're going to talk about next week, all right? In the meantime and in between time, thanks a lot, everybody. I'll talk to you again next week. Take it easy. Uh, cheers. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I come up with every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I'm contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as humanly possible. And every week now, I'm just going to do these in a different order. This week, I'm going alphabetically starting with the A's. So a huge thank you to... A dude named Adam, Aaron Lawson, Adam Fletcher, Adam Martinet, Alex R., Alexander Camps, Alexis Ramos, Andre, Andrew Wright, Andy Hudson, Angry Ticks, Archangel Otaku, Arctic Vision, A-Town, Beaver Boy, Beef Dingleberry, Benjamin Atkins, Biddy, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Brandon Helmheckle, sorry, Brandon, Brian Neese, Bucky the Beagle Herder, Bud Lightyear, Bulma Simp, C-Spin, Cam Nelly 23, Captain N, Charlie Maderos, Chris Dickin, Chris Fleury, Chris Williams, Christian Gabriel, Chugger 22, Cody Richards, Richardson, Colin Bollinger, current Remember the Game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, Dakota Guy, Dan Fuselman, Daniel DeVore, Dar Skywalter, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Marcus, DB Cooper, DBXJ, Decoy Men, Dem Boys on the Roof, D Denton Van Zand, Denzalo, Derek Cox, Digital Dave, Dill Pickle Rick, DNA Gaming, Doogie, Doug Dorn, DP Pooper, Dr. Nightmare 23, Doug's Ben, okay, Elijah Burns, Eric James, Evolva, Faded Sufferance, Fraser Burns, Frosty Fee 492, Fuzzy 99, General Fury, G9PSX, Gabe, Graham, Hattrick Swayze, Hega Waffle, Heman Demon, High Plains Drifter, Hired Goons, who? Hitchy Poo, Holmes, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells, and I like to sniff my own, kiss my own butt. Uh, I, sorry, I'm stumbling. This is hard going in this weird order. Ian Keg, Itchy Nutsaru, it's OG, it's the Bigfoot, Jake Carter, James Black, James Senabria, Jeff Bergeron, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Jimothy, Joe Buck, Joe LeBlanc, Joey Mercury, John Drews, John Jameson, John M. Watkins, John Woodruff, Johnny CCDC, John of the Adult Children Podcast. We have a lot of Johns. Jordan, Joe Stone, Just a Fish, J Vision 719, KH, Kevin Monroe, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Chris Lovin, Laces Out Dan, Leroy Westrich, Lord Rong, Longrod Von Hugen Dong the second, Lucas Valadez, Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Mark But Not McHugh, Matt Hamilton, Maverick Marty, Max Sainden, Mercury 869, Michael Barjudana, Michael, or pardon me, Mike Maloney, Mizuru, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Morgan, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Musty Beetle, Nathan Tremblay, Nayef E, Nerdy Hybrid, Nick Creature, Nicola, No One Cares, No Nomad, Oh My God It Froze, Oroku Saki's Gardener, OT Plays Games, DB, PBR Jacks, oh. Dude, this alphabetical thing is fucking... This is keeping me... This is like brushing your teeth with the wrong hand. This keeps your brain fucking sharp. Uh, Phil Lencher, Phil McCracken, Phil Vow, Postman, Quiet Place Queen, Randy Barrage, Ray San Wontonga, Robbie DLC, Roll D in the Deep, Ruben Elizald, Romaldo Marquez, Russell Aldridge, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Maurice, Ryan Perry, Sam Carpenter, Sam Wright, Scary Terry, Sean Ramos, Shorzy, Sharonic, Skillerooney, Sleeper Hit, Slick Rick, Solomon Soto, Squeaknut, Squints, Steve Dalk, Stephen Parnell, Stud Still Smash, The Stone Shooter, Theran, Thomas Smith, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Titan 420, Tone Bone Swiss, Too Tired for Life, Trevor McKee, Triple, Tristan Anderson, Tunable Power, Tyler Bauer, Works for Me, Welsh Destroyer, West Gen, Wolfgang Darren, Why the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon, Rose, Zach Shepard, Zamato Zane Donovan is Zonko504. Thank you so much, everybody. Talk to you next week. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. <laughs>